0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the True Potential Do More with Your Money podcast, episode 208 um, on inheritance, tax, wills, and probates. Exciting uh, session for the day. I'm joined by some um, some new guests. I believe you're new, John. I don't know if I've been on a podcast with you. It'll be, probably be your best one, I'd hope for, John. Yeah, I hope so so. Uh, we've got John Mason, your new job title as well, John is? Uh, senior compliance officer. Yeah, so you just changed uh, role after doing some uh, f- a variety of advice roles. So, in terms of technical ability, um, we've got the, the good man there. We'll pass across. We've got Mr. Neil Rayner, uh, Head of Central Advice. Uh, welcome, Neil. Don't think you need an introduction. No, been in uh, quite a few. And Peter, this is your second one. Third. 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 Second one with me, then, I think. Second so, yeah, uh, and I think we've no introduction uh, required. So, we'll jump straight into the, uh, the topic today. Um, and it's mainly around wills, probates, and, and where we can help, I suppose, when it comes to advice with, with all those topics, especially around if you've got an inheritance tax um, issue or, or something that you need to consider. Um, but I think that, let's talk about I know we've talked about this on podcasts before. Pete, I'll start with you about the importance of making a will. Uh, uh, wills are fundamentally important
1: when looking at um, how your estate is distributed on your death. If you don't have a will, um, you die intestate, which means – the, your assets may not necessarily go where you would wish them to go because under the intestacy rules, there's a laid down procedure for how your assets are distributed. So it is fundamentally important that if you have clear views as to where you want your wealth to go on death, that you have a will and that is a totally valid will, which means really you should get legal advice on it um, to make sure that on death your assets go where you would wish them to go.
0: Yeah, and I think it's, um we did a session on wills um with a, a lady from Womblebond Dickerson a little while ago. um It's a good podcast, so we'll maybe try and give a link to to show that, but it was a great podcast in terms of talking about the underlying detail. We're not getting all the detail today, but Neil, what are the areas that you would say that we, we would, you know, clients should consider, you know, part of our advice process is always if someone doesn't have a will, we ask them to do it. So what's the areas you would... Ask to consider when doing that.
2: Well, typically people do have a will when they get to a certain age. Um, typically, a mirror will. Um, obviously, as Peter has just said, it's really important that you do have a will because it gives you control over your estate when you're not here. And like people said, is it, P- Peter said, if you don't have a will, you're intestate. That really leads to a lack of control when this when you're splitting up your assets uh, because the first two hundred and fifty k normally goes to the spouse. Uh, but then it could be split up to people uh, by law that you don't want to inherit um, those particular assets. So first of all, we, we make it a real importance in the fact find, and it's always pointed to an advisor that you need to make a will as soon as possible. Um, I think you've you've changed yours quite a, a few times, haven't you? And yeah, realised the importance, and your family's grown, and obviously mm. you're understood. Mm. You need control over that, and it's really important as as you get older. Um, you know that the, your assets go to the right people.
0: I think it's, and that's an important point. I'll bring bring you in here as well. Is it's all right setting up a will, but actually keeping your will maintained yeah, is actually equally as important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you should review. You don't need to review it every couple of months. Yeah. It's one of the sort of things you should review every four or five years. Mm. Um, circumstances change. You've got yourself got older, so it's very important to just review it. You may not change it. Um, there's nothing wrong with looking at your will, thinking no, it's it's fine. But it is something that. Shouldn't be cast in stone, but having having a will in the first place is the most important point. It's then easier to change
2: afterwards. I think there's a couple of mm. points on there as well. If you remember from the last podcast, Jamie, when we were talking about um, how valid your will is if you remarry, mm. um, it's yep. not. Yeah. Um, so yep. you know, it, it's things like that that people don't understand. Mm. Um, and we try to bring that out in conversations with the clients uh, when the, when we're giving full advice.
0: Yeah, I think for me personally, and I, I kind of spoke about this on podcast before, but I kind of it's one of these things. The same with pensions. I I foresee you now will is something I'll sort that out as I get older. Um, and that's obviously you can't predict when you're when you're going to die. And I think it's if you want to really you know understand where your assets go and they go the right place, it's it's vitally important because I think before I kind of looked into this in a little bit of detail, I thought well soon as something happens to me, it will end up with my wife. Um, and actually, that's not necessarily the case. Um, you know, it, it, obviously, you've got different rules around to test day, But I think that's so important that you, you think about it. And, and also, it's not just about distribution of assets. It can be about other things, about potentially if something happens to you, sadly, and your partner, what happens to your children? How are they looked after? You know, how do you how do you sort of distribute money to those children of their underage? These are the sort of things that you should consider. And John, being a, a new father, is this something that you've been thinking
3: about? It's funny. We've actually had this conversation just the other day, last week, I think it was, because it becomes a lot more pertinent, especially if you're you're not married. Mm-hmm. So even if you live together with your partner, um, you might assume that if you were to pass away, they would immediately inherit everything. Well, that's not the case. The inheritance tax rules don't really consider you know tenants in common, people living together outside of marriage as, as a, a couple. So mm-hmm. in my scenario where I've got a, a young child, all of my estate, because I don't have a will. Would immediately go to my four-month-old son, mm. and my partner would be, you know, kind of eschewed from the the will. So, I think for those who aren't married, um, it's it's particularly important to make sure that you've you've clearly set out who you want to benefit because it, it won't necessarily be your partner at all.
1: Yeah. I think the other point, um, and I know we're going to talk about inheritance tax later on, but because intestacy moves you in a particular area and it governs where assets go you could quite easily create an inheritance tax liability um because not everything necessarily goes to your spouse mm-hmm. so you, you without with an intestate estate you can easily get mm-hmm. an unexpected IHT liability which you could avoid if you did have a properly constituted will yeah.
0: yeah i think it's it's quite vital. There's there's different rules rules around it but it's i think the main thing for us is is really just ensure you have one um if you are going to go and get a will typically you you know look for a solicitor etc um we are looking at something as a business how we can support and help our clients with that um with that process but it, it is vital that you you do have that especially you know from my perspective it's 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 actually a, a difficult time as it is but this can make things slightly more easier if we know the assets are are going the right places uh, for us okay so moving on to uh probate and i, I think this is important in terms of let's just talk about what probate is and and how you actually obtain that. I don't know if you, maybe just share a little bit on it.
1: Yeah. So assuming that you do have a will, then obviously that determines where your assets go. But in order for your executors to move the assets to where you want, they need to uh, obtain probate. And that really is just a mechanism for giving them the right to deal with the assets. So, Banks will not deal with an executor until they've seen a, a letter of probate, which is giving them authority to deal with the assets on behalf of the deceased. Um, probate is actually a relatively simple thing to do, to obtain. Um, be fair to the government, um, you can do it online. It's a relatively simple mechanism. You just tick a number of boxes. Um, so don't be afraid of it. If you want professional advice, you can obtain that, but it's not, it's not necessary. What I would tend to avoid is doing probate by paper because as you might see from the press, there's a lot of um, delays in obtaining probate. And that does seem to be linked to people up, up making paper applications rather than online applications. But online applications generally seem to go through quite quickly and you get a letter probate very quickly. But if in doubt, obviously, Obtain professional advice.
0: Yeah, I think this is it. It's a relatively straightforward process where you can go online. You can't take legal advice to take over yeah. that. That'll be the cost. Yeah. Um, but it really depends on your, on your situation. I, th- I think from our perspective, how we can help. And I think what I would say is um, when you, an ISO and a general investment account is inside of a client's estate, but a pension, Neil, John is, is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a case that has to go to, to probate, it's actually within a trust, so let I me mean, explain a little bit about that. Yeah,
2: so you're quite correct. It's obviously outside of your estate, uh, whereas an ISO and a general investment account is counted within your estate, so goes towards your inheritance tax limit of £325,000 per individual, but because the pension is in trust um, and we also have uh, the option to name your beneficiary, there are different pension rules around it, whether or not you die pre-75 or post-75, how it's taxed. However... Um, the pension is outside of your estate which is more important and filling out um, the expression of which form uh, gives the client control on who they would like those funds designated to in the event of their death.
0: Yeah and it's something we can do you know rather quickly if, if need be you know we'll, we'll try and a good, to- a good point what Peter's just said is the delay in
2: paper applications, mm. as you know, from the client side point of view mm. with ourselves, you can fill out the beneficiary form from your client side mm-hmm. and it's recorded immediately. Yeah.
0: And I would say if you're ever in that position where you, you know, you're looking for assets and you need to know a little bit more about it, then just, just give us a call. Um, I think one of the key things on a service proposition for all our advisors, whether it's, you know, service entry from head office or serviced from one of our advisors is we're, we're here to look after the family. Um, You know, that's one of the key areas and, You know, if you do need any support or help with this, just please just give us a shout. We'll either support you where we, where we can from a financial advice perspective, but also support you, um, you know, if we need to, you know, refer you onto a professional or something like this. How, how does that work, Peter, from a, From an an IHT perspective, um, when it comes to probate, how do the, how do we calculate that? What, how does the, how does that work? There's actually
1: a form you have to complete before you can get probate. You have to complete an IHT form, Mm. which again is a relatively simple form to complete. You list your assets and that determines, um, how much inheritance tax you have to pay. If any, many estates, frankly, are uh, exempt from inheritance tax because everything's going to the spouse. And that makes it a very simple form to complete or the estate is below the threshold of um, just 325 per person, um, plus an extra 175 for the house. And that allowance is carried over to Mm. the other spouse if you don't use it on death. So you can actually find most estates under a million have no inheritance tax at all. Mm. So it actually is a relatively simple form to complete. But you have to do that first. You can't Mm. apply for probate until you've filled out the IHT form. Yeah, and that
0: that, that's quite important. I think just taking a step, Back, Neil, from an advice perspective, what are the sorts of things that we can do, Neil, John, from an inheritance tax sort of planning perspective for, for clients? Because as I mentioned, it's normally passed to a spouse, so it doesn't happen on the first event. But you know, from from a second event perspective, what would what could we do from an advice to
3: help clients? Yeah, certainly. So you can start to get into areas of advice involving trusts. So if, for example, an individual who's still alive finds that the value of their estate is going to be above their inheritance tax thresholds, they might want to try and address that. So they may have some funds that they potentially don't need access to during their lifetime, or they can't envisage a scenario where they would spend those funds. So rather than waiting for those assets to be dealt with upon their passing, they might decide to put some of it into trust immediately, um, which could potentially have inheritance tax benefits along the way. Mm. Um, You know, sometimes people will consider gifts. Gifting money is is a strategy that you can use. Mm. Um, a lot of the time when you make a gift, there's a seven-year rule where after seven years, it can drop out of your estate and um, no longer be considered for inheritance tax. I yeah. think one of the other really important things we were talking about making a will and the way that your assets are going to be passed in amongst your family, we've also said that you've got your £325,000 exempt amount for inheritance tax. On top of that, Peter, you mentioned the 175000 allowance that you have for your property. That allowance is only allowed to be used if you're passing your property to direct descendants of yours. So if you think about a scenario where someone does pass away without a will, if suddenly their estate could be jumping around to to people they weren't expecting, it might be that that residence band doesn't actually become applicable. It could end up creating an inheritance tax issue if you haven't clearly set out who you want to benefit from your estate as well. Yeah, that's really important. I think
0: it probably emphasises the need for if you're... If you feel like you get into that bracket mm-hmm. of you know close to a million pound inclusion, pro- including your property and your other assets, speak to an advisor so you can do some planning like this, and that that may be involved setting a will. Neil, it may involve doing other areas.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, John mentioned the gifts. We mentioned obviously potentially exempt transfers within the seven year rule, uh, which you can gift to somebody, and it's then it's outside of your estate. Um, John mentioned trusts. There's also a lot of um, different types of trusts. Mm. So, if you wanted to put a, a larger amount in and then still receive an income from that trust, um, if you wanted that trust just to go to somebody, mm. um, you know, there's ways of getting it out of your estate. There's also a small gift exemption of £3,000 a year, which a lot of people are, are advised mm. to use because you can use that in, in lesser gifts of, of 250 But, you know, the majority of clients won't know that mm. um, and they'll re- really need some guidance when um, that time comes or they might want to do it just before, or they might want to do it, you know, um, if they're dealing with a situation where, you know, they're having to think about paying an inheritance tax bill. It's always wise to speak to a financial advisor because um, we can have a look at, um, you know, the value of their property. We can have a look at the the assets. I talk to clients all the time about pensions, and a lot of clients don't know that pensions are outside of your estate for inheritance tax. Um, it's really funny because we, when we're speaking to clients, we have to correct ourselves and say, you couldn't be due for IHT. And they say, what's IHT? And you, you, you think, you know, we use this every day, so it's common to us. Uh, but, you know, it's really good for clients to have a chat with a financial advisor and just make sure that they've got a good understanding of what the value is and also what they can give away and what they want to give away. Because like John said, um, some 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 people have got excess funds. They don't require all of that money um, whilst they're still alive. Any top
1: tips from you, Peter? Well, I I think a couple of things. One, although we've treated wills and inheritance as separate items, they're actually all interlinked. What is very important is, as I said, you need to review your will, but also that's reviewing your whole estate. So inheritance tax, as people have said, is almost an optional tax if you plan properly. So look at what your will is, look at your estate, determine what you need. If you don't think you need it, give it away. There's, um, another very valuable relief, which is um, expenditure of income. So you can, if you've got excess income which you're not using, you can give you can give excess um, expenditure. So excess income you don't need, and that is outside your estate for inheritance tax purposes. So that doesn't even mm. need the seven years, provided it's doing. Yeah, you're doing it regularly. Yeah. So planning on your will, planning on your estate, planning on. What your IHT position is, is all part and parcel and is all linked with each other. And it does change over time. It changes with your, um, circumstances.
2: And it's really important to think that every client is different. You might have some overlying rules which applies to everybody, like the limits and you can pass it to your spouse, but everybody's got different amounts. They've got, they've got invested. People have got different, you know, amounts of children. Everybody's circumstances is different, so it's always wise to speak to an advisor to get it reviewed yeah, um, and then take legal um you know advice where possible
0: i think it's I always find this an interesting subject because no one no one wants to talk about death um <laughs> you, you really don't but and i I mentioned this before, but I spoke to a um a, a beneficiary uh, probably about a year ago, and what are the, th- the things that she said to me that really kind of hit home? To why this was important was, um, a dad was sadly, um, quite poorly. Um, he was one of our financial advisors, really, really top, top individual. And he sat down with the family and explained everything in terms of where everything was, what would expect, you know, the value of his business, you know, where, where certain funds were. He set up a position in terms of, you know, ensuring that, um, his wife would, you know, get the funds at, you know, at speed um when it comes to pension etc so we were aware and he was in the you know not i wouldn't say fortune that's probably the wrong word he was in the position where he was able to do that and it was imminent because he, was, he was sadly um had a had an illness and i think that kind of set a resonant in me in terms of it's really important to have these conversations with your family um in general uh talking around where is your will what you know what is your plan for your will where is your life assurance if you need to acquire from it in terms of that sort of stuff written down in terms of where are the assets, where what's the intention for the assets and explaining that. So, you you know, so the family can pick up and I'm I'm aware that at certain ages, you know, you're not going to speak to John's not going to speak to his young little one about that. Neither am I, but, um, you may choose for someone to do that. You know, you may choose like a, a trusted family member that you can explain. But I think it's really important to have those conversations as your children are growing older and and, and also yeah. pick up one point. If you're making a well, have a list of where
1: assets are and what yeah. assets you have. Um so if you have three or four bank accounts, actually have a list of what bank accounts you have. There are a large number of unclaimed bank accounts um in the in the country, a lot of which are just people have died. And the executors don't realise they have a NatWest yeah. account and it just sits there. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't actually list what assets you have, an executor hasn't got a chance yeah. to actually pass that on to your beneficiaries because they don't know it exists.
0: It's interesting. I'm very sad in that way, Peter, because I've got all my assets written down and I share that information. Shortlisted. Shortlisted. <laughs> so anyone gets... But I, basically, I, I've sent that information to my hand. It's password. so she you can't get in it. And she's got the password. And I said, if anything happens to me... My wife and Annie at the same time, then I know someone knows where everything is. So my children mm. get it appropriately. And that's actually quite an important part. And, um, you can obviously use your website and things. We're talking around how we can help with the beneficiary sites to add that in. But that's a really important part that you're right. There's, there's so many bank accounts because mm-hmm. you know, when a bank account like that these days, can't mm-hmm. you? It's so, so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really important part of, of that planning process.
3: I think there's, there's all the types of accounts as well. Where I know personally, my, one of my parents set up a, an old post office national savings account for me when i was younger um there's still an amount of money sitting in it but i don't get a statement probably it's probably every 3 years they send me a statement because mm. the the balance is, is you know relatively inconsequential um but you know 3 years is a long time if, if mm. anything were to happen to me i don't think there's much chance of any of my family knowing that it still exists mm. so like i say it is important to to keep a, an account of where you've got everything squirrelled away yeah
0: so Jen's top tips make sure you set up a will keep your will updated probate you can use a professional but you can do it online and mm-hmm. we can help and support you with that it's in the site um use an advisor for inheritance tax planning yeah. if you yeah. feel like you need the 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 boundaries to, to discuss they will be the the yeah. top tips from today brilliant um thank you so much uh hopefully a nice short but sweet sort of really focused session for the uh for our. Uh, listeners today. So appreciate your time. And thank you very much, everyone. And thank you for listening. If you do like this content, please do like and uh, subscribe. Um, and we'll speak to you again next week. Thank you so much. Thank you.